Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I, I try and say it slightly differently every time because, you know, I got to keep it semi-interesting for you and myself. I'm the one who has to say it, you know, 365 times a year. Um, end of page 237. If you are listening to this on any sort of podcast platform that allows ratings and reviewings, I would love it if you did that. You could give me some five stars and say if it's good or if it's bad or not or whatever, or yes and no. Um, if you would like to email me, it is dictionarypod at gmail.com. The information is in the show notes. Um, d- Instagram and Twitter, I post a little bit. Those are at dictionarypod. If you would like to call me, I'm not going to pick up, but you can leave a voicemail, and the f- the uh, the phone number is in the show notes. And uh, if I like it, maybe I'll put it in an episode. And I think that's it for that. Okay. Uh, the first word in this episode is coat room. One word, noun from 1870. Synonyms are cloak room. I wish we all wore cloaks. Cloak room and check room. And um, make sure to tip your coat room attendant, please. And thank you. Next is Coat tail, one word. So it, there's there's two T's in the middle. It's one word. Noun from circa 1600. One, the rear flap of a man's coat. It'd be funny if the word coat wasn't there. The rear flap of a man. Nope. The rear flap of a man's coat. Number two uh, is plural. The skirts of a dress coat, cutaway, or frock coat. Number three is plural. The influence or pulling power of a popular movement or person. I feel like they put in all those P's on purpose. (laughs) Well, I added more P's. Um, The pulling power of a popular movement or person as a political candidate, as in congressman riding into office on the president's coattails. Next is coax, C-O-A-X, first form, verb from 1581, Uh, starting with transitive, and I think it is only transitive. So, number one is obsolete. Synonyms are fondle and pet. Yes, this is definitely obsolete. Interesting. Fondle and pet. Okay, number two, to influence or gently urge by caressing or flattering. And the synonym is wheedle. W-H-E-E-D-L-E. Wheedle. As in, coaxed him into going. Three, to draw, gain, or persuade by means of gentle urging or flattery, as in, unable to coax an answer out of him. Number four, to to manipulate with great perseverance and usually with considerable effort toward a desired state or activity, as in, coax a fire to burn. Good luck with that. And then another synonym for everything is the word cajole. Um, but, 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 so it's from the earlier word coax, C-O-K-E-S, which means simpleton? I don't understand the connection there. Next is, so this one is spelled the same way, coax, but it is pronounced coax, coax. Uh, so this is the second form of that spelling of the word. This one is a noun from 1945, and the synonym is coaxial cable. We're about to get to that one, but first we have to read just coaxial by itself. Adjective from 1881, 
One, having coincident axes. Coincident axes. Does that mean that they merge or something? Uh, number two, mounted on concentric shafts. And coaxially is an adverb. So here we go with coaxial cable. And now I'm curious, uh, like, what, why are they called coaxial cables? Do they have coincident axes or is it mounted on concentric shafts? I have no idea. I don't know if this definition is going to describe it, but let's find out. It's a noun from 1936, a transmission line that consists of a tube of electrically conducting material surrounding a central conductor held in place by insulators and that is used to transmit telegraph, telephone, and television signals. They all started with tele, telegraph, telephone, television, also called coax cable. Uh, so yes, I think this would be the one concentric shafts. There's the thing that's surrounded by another thing, surrounded by another thing, so that is that. Next is Cobb, C-O-B, noun from the 15th century. Number one, a male swan. And the etymology for this says it is perhaps short for Cobb swan, which is the lead swan, Cobb swan. Uh, number two, A, this is English dialect, a rounded mass lump or heap. It's called a cob. To be a mixture of unburnt clay and straw used especially for constructing walls of small houses in England. Number three, a crudely struck, yes, a crudely struck old Spanish coin of irregular shape. And then number five, no, sorry, we have a four and a five. Number four, synonym is the number one definition for the word corn cob. Ooh, we shall be getting to that. Oh, boy. It's a lot longer from now than I expected. Uh, corn cob. So tasty. Number five, a stocky, short-legged riding horse. This is from Middle English, cob, with two Bs and an E. That is leader of a group, or head, probably akin to cub, which is a young animal. From Middle English, keb, with a K. It means old cow or sheep. From the Dutch dialect, kab or keb, which means piglet. So it's just all animals. Next is, uh, this is the, uh, this is the cobalt section. Well, almost. Uh, this one is cobalamin. Co cobalamin? Cobalamin? Noun from 1956. Um, and actually, this is technically in the cobalt section, even though it doesn't say cobalt in it. Um, but it is from cobalt plus vitamin, so cobalamin. Um, and it is just the uh, the synonym vitamin B12 is cobalamin. So here we go with cobalt, noun from uh, 1683. Now, I think this etymology is saying you would pronounce it cobalt? Cobalt. Cobalt? No, cobalt. There is a little dot over the O, though, so maybe that makes it Cobalt. Alt. I don't know. The, the, the pronunciation guide is a little bit, can be confusing. So anyway, cobalt, number one, a tough, lustrous, silver-white magnetic metallic element that is related to and occurs with iron and nickel and is used especially in alloys. And then it says to see the element table. Number two is just the number two definition for the word cobalt, blue. 
Whoa, excuse me. Um, this is from German Cobalt with a capital K. It's an alternative of Kobold, also with a capital K, and that literally means Goblin. Kobold, Goblin, from the Middle High German Kobold with a K, from its occurrence in silver ore, believed to be due to goblins. Uh, so that is a fascinating etymology for Kobold. It, it means goblin. Interesting. Yep, I say interesting a lot. Next is Cobalt Blue. Two words, noun from 1835. One, a greenish-blue pigment consisting essentially of cobalt, oxide, and alumina. Number two, a strong greenish-blue. Next is Cobalt Chloride. Two words, noun from 1869. A chloride of cobalt, especially the dichloride, CO, Cl2, that is blue when dehydrated, turns red in the presence of moisture, and is used to indicate humidity. Next is cobaltic. Cobaltic. It's like the Baltic Sea uh, with the co at the beginning. Adjective from 1782 of relating to or containing cobalt, especially with a valence of three. Next is cobaltite, cobaltite, yeah, uh, or, or cobaltine, cobaltine, cobaltite, cobaltine, noun from 1868, a grayish to silver white mineral consisting of a sulfur arsenide of cobalt also containing iron and sometimes nickel and used in making smalt, yes, smalt, whatever that is. Next is Cobaltus, C-O-B-A-L-T-O-U-S, adjective from 1863 of relating to or containing cobalt, especially with a valence of two. And then lastly, we have cobalt 60. Yes, two words. It is the number 660. This is a noun from 1946, a heavy radioactive isotope of cobalt, of the mass number 60, produced in nuclear reactors and used as a source of gamma rays, as for radiotherapy. So, I get to reread the words to you right now. Ready, set, go. Coat room, coattail, coax, coax, coaxial, coaxial cable, cob, cobalamin, cobalt, cobalt blue, cobalt chloride, cobaltic, cobaltite, cobaltus, and cobalt 60. Mm, I'll pick coattail as the word of the episode because, uh, you know, sometimes you want to be a little fancy and you can get a jacket or a coat that has some tails on it. How does that song go? Going with my coattails to... T- nope, I don't know it. Coattails, 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 coattails. Why does my brain not want to think of that song with the tails, with my tucks and tails song? Um, the holidays for today... September 5th, it is the earliest day on which Jeune Genevois can fall in uh, Canton of Geneva. It is International Day of Charity. Go be charitous. Go, go do something with a charity. In India, it is Teacher's Day. In Denmark, it is the Flag Flying Day for Denmark's deployed personnel. It is the first day of school in Vietnam. What else have we got? 
Um, in the U.S., it is National Cheese Pizza Day. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Australia and New Zealand has Father's Day. It's also Cheese Pizza Day in Canada. In Finland, it is Entrepreneur Day. I think I... Did I say Teacher's Day in India? I don't remember, but I said it. It is... What else? Some fun holidays. It is National Be Late for Something. Be late for something? I don't like to be late for anything. It is National Shrink Day. I think that means psychiatrist, psychologist, something like that. So thank your shrink if they want to be called that. It is Pet Rock Day. It is World Samosa Day. Oh, yeah, maybe we got to get some samosas today. Um, any other fun holidays that I missed? I think that's it. All right. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I would appreciate it if you rated it and reviewed it and shared it and subscribed and all of those things. Um, And it's probably been a little bit since I mentioned this, but I have a a series on YouTube where I'm teaching you how to speak backwards phonetically. Sometimes I will throw it in in this podcast, um, but I I thought maybe I should do something a little bit more structured. Um, So if you want to go learn about that, uh, the... um, the, uh, you know, the links, those things, those will be in the show notes. I think I'm going to try and put those in just all the episodes. Anyway, that's it. Thank you very much. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.